What's up? Welcome into the Thoughts Podcast. This is, uh, I guess, week, we're going on week three of the Premier League. What's your name? My name? My name's Ian. If you haven't <laughs> listened to us before, my name is Ian. I have James Tringali and Azan Paperno joining me. We're going to be talking about the Premier League. We do, we'll be doing some other stuff, though. We have football coming up. Football pod's going to come out. Probably do a little bit of college as well. Bachelor in Paradise. I'm not saying it's 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 going to happen. I, I think we're going to try and do something this week with some friends of ours. So we'll see what happens on that front if you watch the show at all. Busy but, time of year for Ian. See if he uh, hits his marks. We'll see, yeah. So we're going to start with the Premier League, though. Let's just get into it. Start with our game of the week. Man City versus Tottenham. <laughs> the Spurs. Should, should we say game of last week? It was our game of the week. Review. Yep. And um, to me, and I'll give my quick thoughts and I'll let you guys kind of discuss. I thought City dominated pretty much the entire game. De Bruyne, who I think got the highest rating on the pitch, eye test-wise, was the best player. He is just a masterful facilitator, and he's, he's so good. I felt like City should have had four or five goals and just failed to capitalize on certain times. And I feel like I said this earlier to you guys at this level with these guys, it comes down to, can you capitalize on your opportunities and can you limit your mistakes in the back? Man city did, did its job. They did well for the most part, just couldn't finish. And then the VAR thing, which we'll get into, I'll let the city fan kind of give his initial thoughts of how the game game took place. Yeah. So key stats, absurd stats. City's had 30 shots. The Spurs three, which would equate to a conversion rate difference that I, I don't care. You don't to, even want to calculate. To yeah. uh, ten on goal versus two on goal, both for Spurs that went in or they put on net went in. Lamella with a heads up play. Nobody nobody stepped up on him from outside the box, and it wasn't you know the most majestic of strikes, but he he put it where it needed to be. Ederson was out of place as you guys both recognized right away as did the announcers um and then i'm forgetting oh the other one was off a corner uh mora lucas mora subbed in 12 seconds later unmarked maybe that's a topic we get into you know man marking versus zone uh you two had some comments about that during the game so that was really spurs only two scoring opportunities they converted both uh (laughs) 31 crosses for city 31. Spurs, Spurs had five. Was it 10 yeah. corners to two or something like that as well? 10 I shots on goal. I mean, I'm saying, I, 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 think, I, I, didn't, corner, I didn't write down the corner. I think the corner differential was It was there. decent. Um, so, yeah, like Ian said, Kevin De Bruyne was, he already has more assists this season than he had all of last year. He only played in half the games. We've only played two. So, he, he looks back in form. I think really the biggest story was failed you know, not converting on opportunities. And uh, for me, a lack of imagination from a city squad that really should have no shortage of it. Um, I don't think they get up the pitch fast enough sometimes. I, I also do not like, and we can turn this into a conversation as well, I don't love Sterling on the left because teams know he wants to cut in. And on the other side, they know that Silva wants to cut in. Silva or Mares, whichever one they play. So 
And it worked for a lot of last year, but I think teams have become wise to it. And when you're a one-trick pony, then you're relying on ridiculous Kevin De Bruyne crosses from 40 yards out to the back post. And how many times is he going to do that for a game? So definitely the better team. But for me, they weren't ambitious enough, and they they didn't capitalize enough. Mm. That's my summary of the the game before we get into the intricacies. Azan, did you have anything? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a Wenger performance. Um, we've had a, quite a few of them in the past where you dominate possession, you dominate the chances, the shots, um, and you, it's really a lopsided game. And then you look at the scoreboard and somehow they have a goal or two on defensive error and you have a goal or two that you have to work hard to create because they're playing so defensively. So, I don't know. It was interesting. It was City were r- unusually wasteful and uh, unusually disorganized at the back. Uh, that corner was definitely reminiscent of, you know, just poor man marking uh, – sorry, poor zone marking. Kyle Walker should have should have won that header uh, against a much smaller, much less athletic Lucas Mora. Um, and then the other goal, too, was just terrible goalkeeping. So, I mean, it was just two errors. You give up, you know, two goals and errors, it's, it's going to be a tough game against Tottenham. I was really surprised Ederson's mistake because that's that's kind of almost like a junior level mistake you make. Like I, I know he's tall, he's big. Sometimes you can just get confident just being cocky because he's really good. But I was so shocked that he was that far out as a goalie. Hmm. I'm a bit shorter than him, but like as soon as the ball crossed midfield, I was pretty much at the six, and then from there, you know, you get in position as needed. So. That was a big thing for me. And then the man marking versus zone marking. And I mean, his on kind of went back and forth on this. And I guess at this level, when you have guys who are this good and, you know, they can, they can track the ball and, and track where the man's coming in. But to me, as the keeper, I'm hesitant and I'm weary when I just see guys roaming around when there's not anyone within them within a few yards. Mm-hmm. Because – Tracking the man and the ball at the same time, even though they're both going to the same place, is still tough. To me, I just think it'd be a better option. I mean, when, when, when the ball's kicked, you can pretty much put a hand on somebody just to know where they are. And then from there, try and get position. I don't know. That's just my so, few cents. I know that's what everyone does in the Premier League, but it, it just seems very, very difficult. And maybe so I'm just not thinking. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you ways. why the trend has changed. I mean, it used to be all man marking. Yeah. But what happened was defenders are not have pretty much changed their profile recently. They're moving away from bigger, stronger, you know, company like defenders, more to the John Stones of the world. I mean, that's what's in fashion. So when you do that, you essentially have to crowd a zone. You can't you can't have these guys man marking or they're just gonna lose a one on one aerial duel against a big striker. Um, and that's it, like a Harry Kane or something. So so even Arsenal, uh, for the last seven or eight years, because you've employed smaller center backs, uh, you have to you have to kind of zone that zone that six yard box and at least prevent an easy header. But again, if you look back at the highlight he was not picked up. He kind of walked in through a throw-in. So I guess City can, you know, the defender, the City back line and everyone guarding the set piece could say, oh, you know, we didn't realize he just walked in the box and marked. And then if you look at it, Kyle Walker should have won the header. I mean, I, I, I don't even know if it was so much that they were set up poorly. I just feel like it was an individual. And again, nothing against Kyle Walker. He, he's, he's, uh, he, play, he played a really good game other than that one mistake, but that's all it takes. 
I don't even know. I, I agree. It, it was funny how he came on, but I think to Ian's point, I don't think it matters. They they weren't marking. If there Correct. was man marking and nobody picked him up because he just subbed in, I would agree with you Correct. wholeheartedly. But the fact that they're set up, it, it looks like City. What they do, this is the first time I really looked at it. They put like five guys on the edge of the six mm-hmm. in equidistant measures from each other. Yep. So it didn't matter that more. I mean, that's the the weakness or the the con Correct. of zone marking, right? Is guys coming from behind you to mm-hmm. the near post. I don't think Mora got higher than him. I think Walker just slightly missed. Those. I mean, he was yeah, up there. That's 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 and my he, point. He so yes, it, you're right that it was a Walker mistake. But um, but but here's he the thing, right? The ball, and that's that's what's going to happen with zone marking with a guy coming behind. Correct. You don't know that he's coming behind. Correct. That's my and, problem. And another thing though is the job was done. It wasn't a free header, right? It was just a great leap. I think for that specific for goal, sure. it was you a great individual, individual. Correct. Goal. Both their goals were. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And that—that's why I want to say, I, I, for me, this was less about zone versus man and more about this you had the defender point. in place and he didn't win the header. And that happens think, as part of the game. It's a little of both. Um, so for me, other key takeaways from the game, I thought there was a twenty to thirty minute stretch. A, a city's city's effort was definitely lesser in the second half. I don't know how much of that. Uh, I don't know what to attribute that to. They should be the team, the mo- the fittest team in the Premier League. And uh, I, I wouldn't say the press was, was crazy in the first half. They had a lot of the ball. Uh, for me, there was a 20 to 30-minute stretch. I don't know if you guys noticed where De Bruyne started taking shots on goal. Yeah, he just was going. Where, look. Kevin De Bruyne can do whatever he wants when he has the ball. I, I'm I'm confident that nine times, eight times out of ten, he's going to make the right decision. Um, but there were a few there where he he took shots. I don't think any of them actually went on net. One mm. might have, you know, lamely just rolled to to your east. Um, but I thought that was a key stretch where they definitely could have gotten another two or three if he picked somebody out. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Basically, yeah, no, they the, did. The well, beginning, think, the beginning of I think, the yeah, second half. I think the big thing was, I mean, they were just dominating, right? And he had put in two nice balls. They had scored, and you get to a place where it's like, okay, this is eventually going to start start coming for us. And Zahn said it on the last pod, City scores in bunches. So I think they figured, and even De Bruyne figured, it was a matter of time before yep. things just opened up. So he got more aggressive. I don't think he was as careful, and maybe as no, I just I think he started taking chances and they didn't they didn't just come through. But for me, if you're him, as good I mean he has he he's had wonder goals. Right? I sure. mean he can score goals. Yeah. For me, it was a kind of like basketball, football, what any other sport where you're the guy pulling the strings. Keep doing what you're best at until they make. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a time where they were just they like, away. correct. Mm-hmm. To me, it didn't feel like they, Spurs were, had the wherewithal to be like, all right, we need to get up on this guy and not let him make these passes. They were actually playing off, encouraging to, him to shoot, probably thinking that if he shot it, it was probably better for us than if he picked somebody out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just how I felt uh, for about 20, 30 minutes of the game. Something you should consider too is that Bernardo. Um, was was having a really really bad game. Oh, we're from, getting there. 
in terms of, no, I'm, I'm just saying that might have factored in because a few of those chances were were for Bernardo, so maybe well, he felt like it's better to shoot today on this day. To be, to be fair to Bernardo, Bernardo, I didn't think he – there's a difference between playing a bad game. Correct. Maybe his game is just, did you put the ball in the net or not? Because he missed opportunities, but I don't think he played a bad – No, I'm not really. saying that. I just think he should have tapped In the, the final line. third, he – Correct. He, he had five or six he shots, should have, he should have and he didn't score, score a single – he should have scored one like in particular. two. Go ahead. He should have scored like two. There was one I, – I know which one James talking about where it just felt like a pass to the goalie, right? It was like yeah, one-on-one. That's one. He probably, from that exact spot, he probably scored four or five times last year, curling it into the top top opposite corner, cutting mm-hmm. in on his preferred left foot. And Yoris on his best day is not touching that ball, and, and he kind of just dragged it. Yeah. Um, maybe he was trying to go back corner instead of going to his preferred – Opposite yep. corner, but yeah, I mean him. Other than that, to me, he was uninspiring. Aguero, I think long term, when Pep plays how he wants to play, Jesus is his preferred striker. I, I, yeah. I just that's just where we're we're coming at. Aguero just happens to score goals because. Something that you guys talked about earlier. Guys don't really know how to play off the ball like they used to. He's probably yeah. top one percent. Yeah, doing that very as good. far but, as but, getting in front of his defender. Yeah, and knocking it home off of crosses. And I, I thought that's why I don't like. Obviously, sitting on my couch here talking about Pep Guardiola. To me, when you when you put Sterling on the left, you take away he, he's no threat to cross the ball on yep. the left. With his left. He's not. Unless it's very, like, he's in the box. He's not. Yeah. Um, and same with Bernardo on the right. They have to cut yeah. back in. And then you're asking your fullbacks to get way up against a, a, what I would say a pretty good counterattacking team. So, for me, I didn't love that piece. And it pretty much took Aguero out of the game unless De Bruyne or Kyle Walker yep. were coming down the right side. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I couldn't help but feel – that, and this is this is my issue with the whole uh, the whole Jesus Aguero thing. I, I just feel like Aguero is a better player. I just feel like he score. It's just so natural, and maybe he's not a Pep player, but my God, I mean, just look at his record, right? <laughs> like it, it's so ridiculous that we have to have this conversation because he's one of the three or four best strikers ever in the Prem. So. It's it's tough for me. I mean, I I like Jesus, but if it was me, I would try and I would try and cover up some of the you know some of the stuff that Aguero doesn't do well. Maybe with a number ten or something, you know, doing more of that. But it, it just bothers me that we have this conversation about Aguero. Well, I don't think I don't think it's a who should start because I I think you saw how easy that finish was for Aguero. Right. Yep. I mean, it was just literally a, a little flick in the game we watched before. You know, we watched earlier with Ings. No, God. Who is a Premier League star striker? He, it looked like got. I mean, it looked like he never played soccer before, and Aguero missed the ball. Was born. He's been doing this since he he came out of the womb, right? So, like, I agree with you 100. percent It's just frustrating sometimes when Spurs were as shaky as they were in the yeah. back. If Aguero even jogs, I think they're yeah. peeing their pants. And then you got all the other guys feeling the ball behind him. Yeah. 
So I think that's what you know that Pep uh-huh. asks something extra from his guys. We were we were doing like a hot take soccer show on ESPN. It'd be like coming up next. It wouldn't be on ESPN. Sergio Aguero, ESPN doesn't know soccer. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, imagine Aguero if he's on Liverpool, where with those two guys, like they get so far with the fullbacks, yeah. which is what Pep prefers. But Liverpool right now has two fullbacks. That, that are better than that than than yeah. cities. Not nothing against Kyle Walker. Um, Don't you dare say ill about Kyle <laughs> but, Walker. I mean, just the man where he's not asked to press the back line like that, uh, and he can just get balls in. I mean, that's what he does. He's a poser, yeah. and then if it's a counter, I mean, so no, I'm not saying Jesus is in the same class yet. He's very young. Um, I guess the last topic from this game. No, yeah, I was yeah. would be the 93rd, whatever it was, minute. 91st, 92nd. It was the 91st, 91st minute. 91st, mm. I, I may, I mean, not saying I called it, but I kind of called you it. You said, said 94th goal. I said 92nd, 94. but it happened right. in 91-44. Um, so. so, off a corner, gra- ga- uh, ball deflects to Gabriel Jesus's foot. He takes a touch, curls one, fires it into the back of the net. Etihad goes crazy. I go crazy and uh, <laughs> I go crazy. Tottenham almost lost. Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham. Yeah, we have to call it that for now. And, and uh, we get a handball call from VAR. The right call by the rule. By the rule. I mean, yeah. that's my opinion. You guys can can get on this. Maybe we turn. No, no, no. A, the rule's dumb. The rule's we get dumb, into an man. argument about the rule. There's no. There's no argument. VAR. Well, I think not. Just like at what point, and maybe like this can maybe be. This could probably apply to a number of plays and just future plays is like how far back are you going to go on, on a goal? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how far back in the play are we going to say, Oh, well there was a foul on this play. No, is but there, this was that, that, hasn't the goal. that hasn't happened. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen this season where we'll, we'll tackle that when like, it happens. Well, time out. 10 seconds ago, and we're just going to go ahead and call this back. So to me, that's where I think you're going to start to see some of the lines get blurred and like some of the questions about how this is being used. Um, I think Azan wants it to be used more aggressively. At the end of the day, it was a handball. And I mean, he did up, ended up scoring the goal what, two seconds, maybe after that, that handball happened. So I, I don't like it. Just, I guess for the sake of like the stadium too, James said this, I think it's probably worse for people in the stadium than it is for us at home. Cause they get jacked up. After there's a goal, the team celebrates, and then it's like, oh, wait a second, psych, nope, uh, no goal. So I don't know. I, I think, I think we haven't seen the most controversial thing happen yet, and then, and I feel like that's coming. So here's my take on it: the, the issue is not VAR. The issue is the rule, the rule that directs VAR to disallow a goal if it comes off the arm. I mean, it, they've always been subjective about handball calls. Why did they change that? They made it a black and white rule if it comes off somebody's arm, even if it's accidental and the arm isn't extended. That, for me, is ridiculous. That's the problem. It's not, it's not VAR enforcing that. It's the fact that the rule was silly. I mean, we were, watching, we were watching the game today, and we all three of us said that there was a – I don't want to say key, but they're uh, pretty crucial. There's only like five minutes left in the game where they um, – what we've been told – the rest have been told is if it's close, you let the play go on. That's on correct. All sides call. That's always been the case. But now it's even more so. Yeah. Where basically what it is, if they score a goal, yeah. they're supposed to raise their flag to say they 
they thought that it was offsides. Yeah. To basically say, let's go look at VAR, which they're going to do anyway. But mm-hmm. especially, hey, I really think it was offsides, but I wanted to see the play because it was really close. Mm-hmm. It was really close in the game we watched today. Yep. Very close. Very close. With five to ten minutes left, I mean, and they didn't. So that, to me, is more controversial than what you just said, which is they let it play, and then they go back. The video isn't going to make a wrong call. The only thing we're going to hate, and I'm look, City did not lose because of VAR. I wouldn't even say they lost because of the rule change. They had 30 shots, okay? That's why yeah. they lost, and they didn't score more than two goals. Yep. But to me, this was more controversial that the rule was changed for this season, that a goal cannot be scored or created by hitting an offensive player's yep. arm, even accidentally, whatever, unnats, blah, blah, blah. But De Bruyne pointed out after the game, it doesn't extend to the defense where if it hit if the defender's arm. arm, they couldn't go back to VAR, VAR and see it and call a penalty. Right. That makes no sense. Because it shouldn't be. Because on both in both cases, that shouldn't be the case. It's wrong. On both counts, it should, it should be subjective. The video, the referee in the booth, should make the same subjective call that refs used to make last year. If it's extended, it should be a penalty. If it's close, if it's uh, shots very close to the defender, and if the shots very close to the attacker, and it goes off their arm, which is not extended, it should not be called or or reviewed. Well, it, it can't be reviewed. It should not be brought ball, back. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not refing EPL games, but I've been a ref for going on 11 years. And your right is on. It used to just be that if the ball hit the player's hand whether it was an accident or not, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was a penalty. And then Correct. it's evolved throughout the years to where now it's – maybe it's changed again, to be honest, where it used to be if your hand's in an unnatural position, then you should call it, right? If he kicks the ball at your hand and you're a yard away and you don't have yep. time to move, then it's, you know, then it's not. So it is completely subjective. And I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they apply it throughout yeah. the season. So – what, what worries me about how they're using VR, the only thing that bothers me is they're trying to make it too objective. They're forgetting that there is a referee in that booth who has a brain and can make a subjective call. Like, they shouldn't I fear think, that. I think, no, but that's, that's the problem. From my understanding, that's the is the, it's the ref in the booth with the video that's calling down his arm. It's not, it, it's not the ref on the field saying, oh, let's go look at VAR. He didn't no, no, I know. That. So, but what I'm saying is the ref in the booth, just like in the NFL, the ref in the booth should be able to make a subjective call like today and say, look, it was ac- like yesterday and say, look, it was accidental or on Saturday. And no, like, I know. So that, it, but that is the rule they changed for this correct. season. And it's all, both weeks. It came up in the Wolves-Lester uh-huh. game, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, and it came up. So two, two weeks, two, calls. two times it's come yep. up. So to me, that's that's on the rule. It's not. I mean, exactly. If, it's not if, on if, VAR. If, what you're asking for is the ref to go against the new rule change. That's no, 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 no. I'm saying that that the 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 FA should change that rule back to what it used Correct. to be last year, Which, and, and look, then use VR to 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 enforce it better. That's all. Right. They should no, have changed the rule. The three of us agree that. I mean, look, the Premier League. They're a little bit behind, but they're clearly clearly open to adding things to yeah. get the best product, get the Make get everything right. Yeah. Um, and so far, I think it has done that. Yep. The, the biggest downside is the atmosphere thing. Yes. But 
the via I mean that was the right call unfortunately yeah, for agreed. me and for city by the um, rule and for Arsenal fans yeah. but that was the right call by the new rule change I agree with you that they should probably go back and look at that which is exactly what Kevin De Bruyne said he said yeah it's ridiculous that it's only on offense. Arms part of the body. There was literally nothing he could have done. No. So. It's not going to be the last time we talk about this, but I want to <laughs> let's, let's let's move let's move forward. I'll give you two. You got two minutes to do Arsenal Burnley. Go. Whoa. I'm just kidding. I, I need thirty seconds. <laughs> Jokes. No, let's do some Arsenal Burnley. Um, maybe not twenty minutes, but you know, twenty we'll, seconds. You know, thirty we'll do, seconds. We'll, we'll do a couple. Two um, to one. You guys are one of the only two teams left that are undefeated. Um, six points out of six. Six points. points out of six points is probably the best way to say it. Um, Azan, how you feeling, man? I feel okay. I mean, uh, let's not let's not hide the fact that we've played Newcastle, Newcastle and Burnley. It's not been, you know, um, it's not been a, a really right. difficult schedule thus far. So. I feel good. I mean, we had to do what we had to do. It wasn't pretty both games. The Burnley game, I mean, they're physical, and they always kind of give us a couple of problems. So I was happy that, you know, we were able to deal with their physicality. I thought we were pretty good at the back. Um, that usually breaks down our defense more than anything is the physicality of teams like Burnley and Crystal Palace. Um, so it was, good. it was good to get the win. Um, and more positives, I think Pepe looked good. I think Aubameyang will keep doing what he's doing. Lacazette scored a, a, quite a crafty striker's goal. So, again, I mean, it looks like it's coming together. I just hope that Pepe is fit and ready to start um, this next week against Liverpool. And, obviously, there was uh, the Ceballos uh, factor. He was definitely man of the match. I mean, he looked like Fabregas. Um, he did look really. Good. He did, yeah. He was, he was directing traffic. He was making passes. He was taking shots. He was playing defense. And he had a hell of a first game. I mean, if that's a marker, then uh, then he's going to have a really good season, and he's definitely going to be a – he's going to start every game. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, for me, they still don't have their full squad. Um, I don't think there's title aspirations. So, to take six points out of these two games, I think you got to be happy knowing that there's plenty of room for improvement. Right. I mean, Correct. there's no so to win both games against teams that you should win a beat um, and to do it in a fashion where, you know, you can get better. I think that's a, a, as good as a start to the season as you can ask if, you, if you're an Arsenal fan. It has not been pretty either game. Um, but, I, you know, if I'm there, I, <laughs> there was the, the funny tweet with the, the little kid like doing math with the calculator. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Arsenal's board calculating how much they need to, to lay down to, to keep Ceballos after the season. Uh, that's 100% true. Uh, to me, I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned Fabio. I mean, any Spanish midfielder that likes to play with the ball in the midfield, for me, you saw shades of that, right? Just like when we watch Rodri, we, we think of Busquets. So, um, yeah, I mean, they he, here we go. We have a test. Hopefully, I have no idea you would know better than me whether uh, your boys Ozil and um, Kalicinac Kalicinac um, are going to be able to play since I guess or Tierney gangs, as well. Gangs I mean, are co- after them. I, actually, that's why they haven't played either game. They're under like police protection. I mean, they're. I mean, Ozil was at the game this time, so we couldn't get him on there. Were they worried about snipers coming uh, in no. from the rooftop? I, with those- 
With Ozil too, it, it's tough to tell because it could be just I don't know. I, he's he's a he's a complicated dude. I don't know if Emery's happy with his fitness yet, but I don't know. I mean, I, for me, the most for me the most um, the most important thing was uh, was the fact that Pepe, Lacazette, and Aubameyang looked good at the front three. I thought that was the biggest factor because if those three can connect. Uh, I think we we will have an incredible offense this year, and if we have David an incredible Luis, David Luiz debut, got a six not bad point, six point seven rating. Is that fair? Is that kind? Is that yeah, that's about right? I mean, he just needs to be good. He doesn't need to be great because we're not going to have a you know we're not going to have one of the best defenses in the league anyway. So I don't think David Luiz changes that. What I do think is he brings experience. I mean, he can move the ball out of the back, which I know Emery likes. So it's a good fit. I mean, we're last, not going to last thing. Last thing before we go, United Wolves second half because that's the the one we watched together. Uh, what do you think Willick's rating was? Probably a seven point one. Seven one. What what was it? Six eight two. That wasn't that far. You, I mean, he's I mean, okay. You complained about him the whole game. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't. I don't get why he's getting so many minutes. I mean, I think there there are enough players. I guess Torreira's fitness is probably the reason for that. Uh, I don't know why Gwenduzi and Willick are getting as many minutes as they're getting. Gwenduzi I feel like has been. Uh, we'll get into it when we talk our game of the week for match week yeah. three. But he's Let's actually do that. been their second best player so far this season, according to who scored the who, the who scored ratings. Sure. So. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Azan. Enjoy this while you got it, kid. Let's take a quick break. On the flip side, we'll do United Wolves and then talk about the game of the week. Coming up next. Okay, so United Wolves, I got to watch end of the first half, all the second half. Um, I missed the first goal, but I just caught the clip where uh, I think you guys might have caught it too when Martial had a good opportunity. Um, I thought they looked good when I was watching at the end of the first half and they came out kind of flat at the beginning of the second. Pogba obviously missed the penalty pick, which is huge. Wolves um, were aggressive. They had a dude on there who looked like he was ready to go try out for you know <laughs> a running back position in the league traps he had the muscles coming out of his eyeballs and was yeah. just a wrecking ball he was actually a really good player don't know the guy's name but he was good a nice finish um from the wolf side that was just class the hair had no chance man you had its opportunities here and i felt like this was a if you just would have told me this that you know they tied the wolves at wolves i would have said on its face that it's not not a when you watch this one this feels like one that United should have taken away. Noah's on? Yeah, I mean, I, it, the penalty it comes to mind. I mean, if he had scored there, that would probably ensure the three points. Pogba put it, you know, they keep talking about how you should put it either low or high. You should never put it up in the middle. He put a lot of pace on it, but it was right in that midsection of the goal um, where the goalkeeper will naturally, you know, lunge at if he picks the right side. So he did. Um, another thing is I, I just felt like, they didn't really have a lot of creation. Um, the second half, it felt like Wolves could have probably won the game. But, again, it's just – I don't know. Defensively, they look better with Maguire, but I, I just don't know who's creating goals for them in the midfield. Well, Lingard in the middle is – we can't – I'm good on that. He's supposed to be off the right. 
because he was in the middle, wasn't well, he? He, he, he was, can't play off the right, though. He had, a, he had freedom to move around. Uh, Adama Traorian is your second favorite player, by the way. That's the guy you're talking about behind Kyle Walker. Oh. The running back. Oh, that's his name? Adama Traor. Yeah, that's my Spanish second. Spanish national. It's my second. Yeah. Spanish. Really? Second favorite guy. Yeah, he's Spanish. Second, of course, Azam yeah. judging a no, book by no. its cover. No, no. Come on. should didn't. be the last person doing that. Anyway. Uh, Dude is jacked. <laughs> he could he could probably play running back. I mean, he's got muscles coming out of his feet. Let's not forget, he isn't a soccer kit. And he's, you know, this, the TV screen was zoomed all the way in. He's obviously in shape, more so than the three of us. But <laughs> let's calm down. No, let's not, uh, let's not let's not pretend he wasn't Jack. He was completely. I just Jack. said he was. Yeah. All right. So United for me. I don't have much to add on as far as I mean. I agree with you guys. Uh, more talent. Again, Wolves. Wolves was a team that had a lot of success last year with this coach against the top six. So a, a draw away is not that big of a deal. Maybe even you know if you just watch the second half. You would even say United was lucky to come away with a draw. Yeah, I mean Wolves came out and they really they were ambitious. They were they were getting forward and they right before the goal and that goal feel like they were unlucky with the the header, header. off the the corner off the post, right? But yes, as a whole, you know, body of work, they probably should have been up two nothing at halftime. So that maybe that changes the game. But with United, what did you guys so so? The, the pundits over in Britain, they actually brought up and said maybe this happened last week as well. Um, I don't know how it worked. You two played soccer longer than I, Ian, the longest. But Pogba and Rashford seemed to have a conversation about – not an argument, but a conversation about who was going to take the penalty. Gary Neville um, mentioned after the game that he hates that and that he actually went back and watched. And it appears that that happened last week as well when Rashford hmm. finished – um, but perhaps Pogba is the normal guy to take it. But either way, what are your guys' thoughts on in-game conversations and not having a a guy who is your penalty kick or penalty taker if he's on the field? So I'll go first. I mean, at this level, you got to be able to – like. I mean, Paul Pogba is a talented soccer player. I, I, I feel like I'd have confidence in giving him the right to take the penalty kick. But, I mean – Historically, for me and the teams that I've played on, we had instances where certain players took kicks and maybe you had two or three guys on the pitch that did it. And if the guy who got fouled was, you know, good enough, then we just, hey, if you wanted to take it, you take, you took it. But at the same time, if it was an important goal, you may have Steven Esau take it, right? So, like, to me, it, it kind of just varied. Um, we didn't always have a set guy, but there'd be times when it was like, hey, listen, we need this. You take it this time. So, I mean – wouldn't you want that guy to be your – I mean, your because, like, my thing with Pogba, maybe as long as you can comment on this, he's not an out-and-out striker. He's not, like – No. He's, that's not where he makes his living. Has no. he scored goals there before? Yes. But, I, like, to me, it shouldn't just be your most talented player, your most high-profile player. No. Or, you know what I'm saying? For me, I think I'd rather have Rashford or Martial mm. on the spot. Yeah, I agree. Thoughts? I, I think it was unprofessional. I, I think if you're a good coach, um, especially now when there's so many good coaches around, 
you're going to have a, a guy who takes penalties no matter who earns the penalty. I think Pogba's whole thing was, if I earn the penalty, I should be able to take it. But again, on the training ground, you should make that clear that that's not the case. Uh, Rashford's taking the penalty. He scored last week. Um, if it, you know, as until he starts missing, I feel like he should be the guy. And that's the biggest thing is in practice. Like, because I mean, so, I don't know if professional teams still do, but like growing up, we would practice penalty kicks like once in a while. And if like there was a guy who stood out, then that'd be the guy to take it. But at the end of the day, I feel like you guys still got to make it. You got to make it, especially. I mean, yeah. you're Paul Pogba. I know he's not an out and out striker, but you still feel like you got to get that. Get that in there. No, of course. So, I mean, I mean, he's a world class player. player, Exactly. That to me is where it's at. And uh, I mean, but that that doesn't change the fact that the bickering on, you know, the the conversation on the pitch. I don't think it was. doesn't look professional. I don't think it was. But I think it was. No, that doesn't matter. The coach, the coach, the coach should have made clear who takes penalties, right? Like, I feel like it, it shouldn't be that complicated. It shouldn't be a conversation. Because it's a penalty, right? It's not a situational play. It's going to be the same play every time. So yeah. why isn't there somebody who's designated? Also, I mean, yeah, like situation, situation. I, I can see where if a guy's – I can see where you go away from having a guy, but I think you should at least have a, – a team should know who their guy is. Because right? if it's – I mean, like you said, sometimes Aaron didn't, he's feeling himself, maybe – whatever. Like you do things it. can call for it, yep. but like you said – if it was a big moment, you guys knew who – whether it was the coach got it right or wrong, we knew. everybody on the team probably would have yeah. voted for the same guy. We, we would say. Right? And mean, so, for you guys, you knew who that is. For City, yeah. that's probably Aguero. You know, on and on and on. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, exactly. And to his, Azan didn't bring it up, but while he was saying it, I was like, if any – I mean, maybe if they did know Pogba was their guy, whether we think it should be or not – you don't even have the convo, and he's thinking about it right away. He's already focused about. Not saying that's why he missed, but as soon as as soon as they call for a penalty, he knows mm. he's stepping up. He's not having a conversation with Rashford. He's not thinking about anything else. His complete focus is is on the kick. Yeah, and yeah. another thing I will say from a psychological perspective, if if you know you have to take the penalties, like if you have someone designated, I feel like it's less pressure. Whereas if you get into a conversation and you you know you win the conversation, say Pogba convinces Rashford that he wants to take this penalty, I feel like there's actually more pressure on that taker because it's kind of a la carte. It's not planned. Athletes you know I mean? are sensitive, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I think Pogba. I mean, that must have been in his mind, right? It's like, hey, if I score this, maybe I can start taking more penalties, and maybe that's you know that thought did him in. I don't know. You know seeing the ball go through the net always good. The, which, are the, li- which are like strikers are natural penalty takers. Like, I'll give you an example. Obama Yang, you watch him hit a penalty. It doesn't look beautiful, but he just knows. He has the instinct of which way to go, you know? For sure. I mean, he's, guys who are comfortable around that range, I, I, I mean, you can definitely see the difference. I mean, not to say midfielders can't. I mean, yeah. shoot. I mean, you could basically equate it to a simple intermediate range pass. Or, I mean, the Correct. guys who just go touch – Right, for them, that's basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, just thinking back, watching, thinking, how, thinking how of, like, Gundogan and PKs and whatever the, the stupid community shield against Liverpool. He just <laughs> walks up, slides it home. They mentioned how when he was, like, 21 years old, he did the same thing for Dortmund in the Champions League final yeah. you know, no, at, it's... at Wembley. For, but he's not a striker. He plays no, – sometimes not. he's a holding mid. Sometimes. I mean, 
if you asked me to take a penalty kick in high school, I would have taken it with confidence too. Cause you have the upper hand. It's, I mean, yeah. you're supposed to make that. So, I mean, I agree with all everything you're saying. I just think that Solskja has to have somebody designated. I just in feel that like it's spot, more... I agree with you because if they're up three one or yes. two one, yes, and you want Absolutely. to just look, it helps. That he hasn't scored yet this season. He wants to see the ball go through the net. That's always a good feeling. But in that yeah. instance, he probably should have. So, so um, you're right. That 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 is that's an important point. At one one, this is a really important goal away from home. Can get you in a way at three points at Wolves, which would be a hell of a result for Sol- Solskja. You know, in the second game of the we, year. You know, we make fun. We make fun of Paul Pogba a lot, but I guarantee you, this week he's going to be hitting, he's going to be at the training ground taking practicing penalty penalty kicks. I, I, I wouldn't guarantee that. I yeah, I would, would not guarantee that. <laughs> I would. He looked pretty. I, I think he knew when uh, when that when the whistle blew at the end. He, he looked pretty pissed. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Not everyone channels anger the right way. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Liverpool Arsenal. Let's go ahead and switch uh, switch gears. We'll finish with this. It is the game of the week. Liverpool at Anfield. The officially no, licensed sorry. thoughts podcast game of the week. It's at Liverpool, correct? <laughs> it's Anfield. It's at, it's at Anfield. Wrote it, I, I, I... It's at Anfield. Yep, no, I got it. Ameri- 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 American, no, American, <laughs> Americans always get confused by that. Yep, I'm, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> so, Tottenham? Tottenham. Tottenham. Yes. Arsenal and Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be fun. I mean, look, it's going to be fun. Two two high pace offenses. Um, you better... Two unfortunate defenses. Yeah, no. I mean, Liverpool had a close call this past weekend, closer than they probably would have liked. And um, you know, Arsenal's feeling good coming off of back to back wins. Is on. I guess I'll give you the honors first. You know, how, how, as an Arsenal fan, how do you how do you want this game to play out, and what's the strategy if you're Arsenal to get the W? So, if I was if I was Emery, I would try and sit back a little bit. I don't think he's going to do this, but I would start with three at the back, and I would try and build from the back. And you have you know with Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe up front, anything can happen. You know, the ball gets up the pitch. You just create your chance a little bit and not necessarily try and dominate the run of play. And I think that might be a smart strategy because what did we see with Liverpool, um, you know, this last week? Uh, who was it? Crystal Palace, right? Yes. James? I believe so. Uh, who Liverpool played? Yeah. Ooh, Crystal doesn't sound right. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Crystal played Sheffield. Who, who, who does Danny Ings play for? Uh, they were playing Bournemouth. That was it. Bournemouth, yes, yes. All right, Sorry, so, no, 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 Southampton, because we were talking about how many former Southampton players. Oh, yeah, good call. That, that's an interconnected team, we should have remembered. Anyway, but my, my the thing I noticed about Liverpool were, number one, they're not sharp right now. They weren't taking their chances. Um, Salah looked okay. Firmino looked good. He had that one moment where he hit, he hit a really nice low ball that you know for the goal. Um, but, again, it, it didn't look sharp. It, it looks early season. It looks like it's a good time to play them. Um, before they're you know fully up to speed, so I, I I hope Emery goes in there with the defensive mindset and says, at the very least, let's make it hard for them and let's try and you know get the ball up the field and try and see what our our, our strikers can do. So you do want to have a defensive mindset? Correct. Mm. I do. Don't like that. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I like I, for the same reasons as for the same reasons as why I thought Tottenham couldn't beat City. 
is right now Arsenal is kind of like a lesser version of Liverpool. So if we try and play an open game, uh, especially at Anfield, I just feel like they have too much firepower. That's just my take. I feel like we, we're going to have to stifle them kind of the way Southampton did, uh, Southampton did a little bit. Because let's be honest, defensively, they weren't great. Um, Matip looks, doesn't look great. Their, their fullbacks aren't great defenders. So I think you have to take the chances you get and, and try and prevent them from really putting up a big number against you. I mean, that's, I that's think just my thought. I, I actually – I completely disagree. We'll see how it plays out. Either one of us could be right. I, I don't think their defense is as bad as you say because <laughs> um, – Virgil. Virgil one man wrecking ball. Allison had the most clean sheets last year. Now well, Allison's he's not hurt, playing. and yeah. we just saw Adrian <laughs> uh, with a big-time – Goof. Man, he looked so – he should have had two goals that were on him, honestly. <laughs> he was a disaster with his feet. It was not pretty. Which is why I I think if, – if I'm Arsenal – and we don't know what's up with the Ozil situation. But for me – We don't. For me, I think Arsenal needs to try to score goals. Because Liverpool's individual – I agree with you. Salah is not – he's not – Full steam ahead right now. Mane nope. and Firmino do look good. Yep. Um, for me, it, it only takes a moment of brilliance from one of those guys, and they have those top three, as good as Arsenal's are. You, you can make the argument that uh, – anyway. It's the best three. Those, those three right now, for me, are cooking. It, it, it's not even like it has to be beautiful. It could just be – just one of them does something. I mean, that's really all it takes. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you don't necessarily put a bunch of eggs up front. I'm saying you just rely on those guys to create something, even if they're man yeah, down that, up that, top. That, that, that just To me, that sounds like playing not to win, which in my experience, not a great recipe. So for me, if, if he's healthy and he's fit, th- I'd like to see Ozil start for the first time this season. So, so here's me, where – Here's why I don't think that's going to happen. Ceballos just played a, an excellent game. I think he start and Ceballos gives you a little more defensively. I think he's going to start Ceballos as uh, the number ten. Yeah, and I'm not done. I have Ceballos behind him, mm. um, playing with Gunduzi or your boys or someone who is a true who's not going to get forward unless the opportunity is really there. Yeah. Um, just with me, the top three, like you said. Pepe, uh, Lacazette, and Aubameyang looked good, and it hasn't been long that they've been playing together. Mm-hmm. But it looks like we can already. I just if you could have Ceballos and Ozil sitting behind with those three, to mm-hmm. me, I, you just have to try to score goals against Liverpool. Because for me, if I'm Arsenal, I'm assuming they're going to score at least two. You mm-hmm. have to go into the game thinking that, no matter whether you sit back or you play up. So you have the pieces. You sign the guys to score goals. Go score goals. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you necessarily. I'm just coming from, from the form perspective, not necessarily the class perspective, that they're not sharp right now, right? They struggle exactly. to beat Southampton. So that's why you attack. No, I – I just – look, that's I, I my just opinion. Don't, I, they have, they're, they sure. have a, their second goalkeeper who did not look good. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, Virgil van Dijk cannot play both center back positions. The other yep. guy is poo-poo. Go for it. What, for, for Arsenal. No, that's fair. For Arsenal, that's fair. what is the difference between one point or zero points in Anfield? That's true. Seriously. No, that's fair. Go for the three points. That's fair. 
My only oh. thing is, I don't think he starts Cabe- uh, Ceballos. I, what, I don't care whoever they start. That's just what I would do. Sure. I'm not, I, 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 my, my I didn't point grow is that, up in Europe. I didn't play soccer. My point the is, I think Jocker comes back. Against and then you as an Arsenal fan who's saying play soft, play not to lose. I'm saying go for the freaking win. Go for the three points. Why not? Really, what is the difference between zero and one no, I, in Anfield if you're Arsenal? I don't disagree with you. We'll see I what don't. they do. Your boy's soft, so he'll probably go with you. This is fun, I mean, boys. I like it. I like this one. What do you say? You played, bro. You, be the tiebreaker. What's the thoughts consensus I mean, on what Arsenal should do? I, I, I think I'm going to agree with James on this one. Just because, just like you said, what's the difference between zero points and one point at Anfield? You're, you're playing away. You have all your offensive pieces. If everyone's healthy, we just saw Liverpool look shaky this past week. I'd say I think you hit him hard and you hit him early. And you just – you be aggressive right off the kickoff and you go at him and, and see what can happen. If Arsenal can get an early goal and make things fun, I, I think I think they have a shot to pull away three yeah. points. So, I mean, that's – Even if Liverpool scores I'm, first, I think you still stick no, to 100%. it. No, 100%. I just, still stick to I'm it. just saying, I think if you're Arsenal, you just kind of – off. you're just aggressive. Off, what, off right. what is the point of having that top three if you're not going to go out and try to score goals every week? It just doesn't make sense. I, I, to me. I don't disagree with you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking from sense. a squad, squad perspective. You play to your strengths. Strength. Play to your strengths. Correct. But I, again, I, I just feel like he's gonna start. He's gonna start Jaka and uh, Wendouzi. Then they're gonna lose. So have fun. They will no, lose I, if they go with your strategy. I will say though. I will say though. You're saying what's the difference between zero and one point? I think from a contest level at Anfield. If you get a draw at Anfield, if you get a draw at Anfield, right, you still that that's the result you wanted at Anfield, right? Like the worst case is is is, is zero points. You and, know you can, you, yeah. I'm cutting him off because he's cut me off, and he's wrong. What you're getting, you can get a draw by scoring goals. I'm like if you you're can. thinking about this logically, in their last six games, Liverpool has four wins, two draws. 20 goals to nine. You mm-hmm. need to score goals. You need to have – bro, that's over three goals per game on you guys. They're hanging. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Goals on you. you I don't disagree with you. Out, you have to try to suck out the energy at Anfield. You have to. And you have that top three. I just don't understand why you would – I'm not saying what you think he's going to do. I'm saying what you would want them to do as an Arsenal fan. For me, what's the point of having those guys if you're not going to run with them? Play to your strengths. Get forward, score goals. Let's yeah. go. Fair. I mean, it would have helped if Brazil was fit and had actually yeah, played the game by now. I don't care. I don't care. Score goals. End the pod. Let's go. Good stuff, <laughs> boys. Appreciate it. Give us a follow. At Twitter list is on. At Ian Sword. <laughs> at Jimmy T10. Um, by the way, best $5 decision ever made. to anybody who finds his old Twitter. It, 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 I deleted all the data. They'll find it. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Awesome. Five. How, how are you going to enforce that, Venmo? Sure, sure. Somebody will take you up on a free five bucks. Um, yeah, no. If you guys, no. So look, look for that. Look, this pod's coming out soon. Get this bad boy out. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise, and then uh, some football stuff. Maybe we'll just do combine NFL and college, and just kind of hit them both in the, in the same run. So uh, appreciate you listening. Until next time, we will talk to you soon. Oh.